Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday, the 9th of December. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this podcast. Well, a bit of a relief day today, a bit of a relief rally in sight after two or three days of downward pressure. Yesterday, we closed down 54 points or 0.75%, 71.76. We have SPY futures up 33 points this morning, up 0.46 of a percent. Looking at the scores on the doors from overnight in international markets, we have the Dow Jones up 184 points or 0.55%, 33,781. The NASDAQ was up. 1.13% semiconductors and chip stocks doing very well last night, but they have been beaten down uh, up 123 points to 11,082 S&P 500 in the middle for diddle, as is its usual form, up 0.75%, 30 points to 3,964, closing back in on that 4,000 level. 3,900 does seem to be the significant chart support point on the S&P 500, so the chartists tell me. The VIX volatility index, as you would expect, with a little bit of optimism creeping back into the market, was down uh, 1.1% to 22.34. In other markets in Europe, we saw the stock 600 down 0.2%, FTSE down 0.2%, Germany pretty much unchanged, and France down 0.2%, so very little to get excited about there. We did see US 10-year yields rising to 3.48%, two years 3.31%. So some of the money coming back out of that bond market there, yields rising, bonds falling. And the Aussie dollar was up slightly, 67.71, up 0.7% as the US dollar index fell 0.3%. So we did see uh, some good moves last night from Chevron and Boeing, certainly helping uh, that Dow move And uh, we saw semiconductor and technology stocks also doing well. NVIDIA and Amazon uh, were good last night. Amazon up 2.1% and NVIDIA up around 6.5%. We had some U.S. economic numbers last night. Uh, Weekly jobless claims were a beat, but continuing claims the highest in 10 months. So um, that was a little bit of a mixed picture. We do get some bigger numbers on Friday. Uh, from the US with the PPI number. So that is probably more significant. As far as the scores on the doors go for the US stocks, we'll just run through the biggies. Apple up 1.2, Meta up 1.2, Google down at 1.3, Microsoft up 1.2. But the big news coming out of Microsoft is the FTC is suing Microsoft over its Activision Blizzard deal. So uh, that's coming out after hours. We also saw Amazon up 2.1%. Tesla down 0.3%. Netflix up 06 as the Ginge and Whinge show from Harry and Meghan uh, hits the Netflix uh, channels. Volume 1 has been released to some interesting reviews. And JP Morgan up 1.1%. Citigroup doing nothing. Goldman down 05 Bank of America down 09 Wells Fargo up 0.4. Block 
The artist formerly known as Square was up 3.8%. General Motors up 0.6%. Walmart up 0.15%. So nothing very exciting there. In our commodity stocks overseas, BHP and Rio both better. We saw the BHP price up 1.6% in ADR terms. Rio up 2.8%. Both doing well. Freeport McMoran up 3.4%. Alcoa up 1.5%. Tech down 1%, Anglo up 1%, Glencore up 1.5%, Vale recovering up 1.6%, Arbomile down 0.6%. Looking at commodities though, it was a slightly mixed picture, although iron ore was better, that was the driver of BHP and Rio. Iron ore up 3%, $3.25 to 110.70. We did see once again further falls in oil with uh, Brent crude down 1.4%. That's the fifth straight session that it has been down. There is the prospect of a major crude pipeline, Keystone, coming back online, and that would return quite a lot of crude oil back to the market as the global slowdown fears increase, just at the same time that China is reopening. So riddle me that one, Batman. But anyway... Uh, got oil down 1.4%, Brent crude, dollar and nine, 76.26. WTI down 0.9%, 63 cents to 71.20. Copper was up 0.5. Nickel, which has been bouncing around all over the place, down 2.8%. 29.550 though, still pretty elevated prices for that nickel. Aluminium up 0.3, zinc up 0.6, lead down 0.6, and ton up around 0.9 of a percent. So we are going to get some some positivity coming through in BHP today on the back of those iron ore prices. China reopening, of course, being the big driver there, but it's not helping that oil price, which has been suffering. ExxonMobil's buyback will now include a 15 billion US dollars of share repurchases which could be the highest annual total since 2013 there has been a massive massive amount of money the energy companies have made out of this higher oil price in after hours news we've seen lulu lemon results out in the US down 10% and docusign are having a good session after hours up 12% so that is some good news in local news today Uh, Not a huge amount as we head into Christmas. Not a huge amount of research either uh, coming through. Uh, The AFR has got Australia's 50 highest paid CEOs in 2022. Not surprisingly, the CEO of Macquarie is the highest paid with $23.7 million. What is surprising is that one of the highest paid is the CEO of LaVisa who comes in at number two. I'm not sure I want to come in at number two if I was in that kind of uh, salary bracket. He's got paid $21 million. So that's um, interesting from LaVisa, which is hardly in the same bracket of complexity of Macquarie. Certainly selling uh, cheap jewellery to teenagers is not as complicated as being a major global investment bank. So anyway... He's coming under a lot of fire for that $21 million package. In other news, buyout firm Potentia Capital has hit back in the Nitro battle. The Nitro software battle has increased its offer for two bucks, saying it could go higher following a look at the books. Uh, The increased offer would have no minimum acceptance condition 
not be subject to a shareholder vote, no FIRB or regulatory hurdles would be available. Uh, so Nitro Software shareholders uh, in the box seat at the moment. Talking of box seats, Thomas Bravo is cashed up after a $32 billion raising. Why is that significant? Well, Thomas Bravo is the people buying Nearmap at $2.10. So that is of interest to those Nearmap shareholders. And also, I guess, now they've got a big war chest, they can go out and buy something else. In broker news today, Pilbara Minerals has been upgraded to neutral from a sell at City. I think City had a sell on it after it ran so hard and obviously now has come back a fair way, and they've now upgraded it to a neutral. Uh, Macquarie Group has been downgraded to neutral from buy a Bank of America. That is un-Australian to downgrade Macquarie, but they have done it. Downer, EDI, downgraded to a neutral from a buy at UBS. Wow, they nailed that one, didn't they, after the 20% fall yesterday on those uh, issues they have with their accounting system and the opaqueness that they talked about. I think that was the classic understatement of yesterday. So downer, falling 20% yesterday, downgraded to neutral from a buy at UBS. Mass Group, MGH, has been initiated at a buy at Goldman Sachs. And uh, we also have seen today uh, in other news, uh, Beach Energy has determined not to exercise its matching right for Warrego Energy. Um, so that's interesting there. Pinnacle Investment Management Group guides first half after tax performance fees are potentially less than a million. A million bucks after last year's 6.4 million. So that's not particularly good news for Pinnacle. And Alkane Resources has reported some final Kaiser essay results. Expects to complete initial Jork resource estimation in Q1 23. And we have also seen BHP is considering early closure of its coking coal mines in Queensland due to that major royalty hike that we saw from Anastasia Palaszczuk earlier this year. Medibank Private closing its stores and call centres and pretty much going offline this weekend to reset their IT systems with security. So that's going to be um, of interest to uh, Medibank customers who have been hacked like myself, but uh, we'll see how that continues. But Medibank Private themselves, the stock is continuing to grind slightly higher every day. I guess that it's out of the news that is somewhat better. Question of the day today, though, as we're nearing the end of the year, love to know what your biggest win this year has been. What's the stock that has been your best performer this year? What have you done well on this year? Love to hear your thoughts, ideas on that. And that's it from me then. We'll be back again this afternoon with the end of day podcast. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.